everybody has a story and emotion will drive a story. That's one thing to definitely look for when you're, if you're trying to publicize something or if you're trying to make a story stand out is where's the emotion? Where is the person in this? You know, in the journalism world, you're constantly trying to put a face on the issue. Okay, well, find me the person. Who does this affect? What is that person experiencing? How are they, how is this impacting their day-to-day life? You know, you can use that in business as well. Well, how is it impacting this person? How is it making a difference in their lives or their business? I, I sort of use that. I've carried that over with me. I think that's really important. This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 181 with PR and media coach Sabrina Santucci. This is squadron leader confirming hostiles inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right. Liberty. We choose to go to the moon. It's happening. And all things geek. Yeah, I'm not sure I know how to answer that. Uh, You got a badass over here. Welcome to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I'm your host, JC Preston, connector of amazing people and great ideas. And in this session, I'm joined by Veronica Kieran, creator of Stories of COVID. If this is the first time you're listening in, this is the show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs, experts, athletes, and artists so that you too can find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that you're proud of. As we've been talking about recently, you know, there's a a lot of people who are finding themselves at a crossroads in their lives this year, and some are pivoting their businesses and some are actually having to pivot their entire lives, yet others are finding ways to do both. And recently I had the pleasure of meeting this session's guest in a network meeting and uh, was simply blown away by her knowledge of the media world. And come to find out prior to the pandemic, she had stepped out of the traditional media world to do media relations for large companies. As the pandemic hit, she found herself having to pivot once again, though, as many businesses' wallets got tighter. Today, Sabrina Santucci finds herself as a PR and media coach for visionaries and business owners across the board, and frankly, her expertise is something I believe not many people know too much about, but are now looking considering that so much of what we're doing today is indeed virtual. And through her assistance, not only can someone learn how to land on TV to discuss their business more professionally, but they might come across a little bit more natural in their next interview. So listen in as Veronica and I learn how she got started in journalism in the first place, how a new business can build more cohesion with their audience, and some tips for people who want to get featured on TV. But first, but first let's talk about my resource, Uncover Your Personal Mission. And in the chat with Sabrina, you'll be finding out that she's made it in a focus to create a business on her strengths and expertise. And you know, people who do this tend to have the best success and business and life. And I think that's the first step, really. Uh, I mean, if you don't do this inventory of yourself, any advice is going to sound like good advice, even if it puts you somewhere you have no interest in being when you actually get there. So, and uncover your personal mission, it was my goal to help uh, people figure out where they're at. And in it, you'll find questions that uh, will help you figure out, that's the idea anyway, 
to help you figure out your passion, purpose, and process. And that way you don't get too lost trying to be someone else when you're thinking of starting your own business. You can grab it for free at newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. Again, that's newinceptions.com slash personal mission guide. Before we get into this chat with Sabrina, I want to apologize for the audio quality on my side of this chat. My local file ended up being corrupted, and so I was actually struggling on whether or not I should release it. Uh, but Veronica and I figured it would be doing you guys a disservice for not releasing it, so there you go. <laughs> also remember, you too can get into the conversation. Tag us on social media as well as leave a review or comment wherever you listen to the show. And doing so will not only get you involved, but it will help other people find the show as well. And in fact, if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I'll be sure to read it in an upcoming session. And while you're at it, subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. And that way you'll know whenever a new episode is released. Also remember, if you need help in scaling your business the right way, drop us a message at newinceptions.com with any questions. Whether you need advice or a strategic introduction to other amazing people, we love to help our listeners in any way that we can. Show notes and show note extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 181. And as always, I'll be on at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. This is JC Preston alongside Rocket Kieran, creator of the Stories of COVID Project, documenting the paradigm shift of the pandemic in real time. Veronica, what is up? Hi, JC. Hello from a rainy up north region. <laughs> I don't oh, even know where oh. I am. The pandemic has totally shifted my life, as many listeners know. But it's good. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Up north. Actually, you know, <laughs> when I think of up north from, from Indiana, obviously you're in Michigan, you know, mm -hmm. I always think of the, 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 the cooler retreat that direction. And, and that's definitely not the case for you. In fact, it's not warmer today. up there today than it's it is down here. So. Toasty and muggy. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm like, hey, at least this is cooler. But there's a, there's a lot of exciting things going on for you recently. What's what's yeah. going on? Um, I am just as of yesterday, officially the chief humanitarian affairs officer for Worldy, which is a new nonprofit social media platform we're building. And, um, and I have a a TEDx coming up soon, but we can't really talk too much about that. It is related to stories of COVID, though. So more oh, cool. to come. Well, that, yeah, that, that, that's super exciting. You're, you, and before too long, you're going to be going back to LA, mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to do a Michigan winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the falls aren't so bad, but you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, so that brings up an interesting topic. You know, when, when most people think about moving somewhere as an entrepreneur, you know, they believe that they need to just up and go. And that's what you did last year. You just, mm -hmm. you, you just, you just hustled and made it work. Uh, today's guest is someone who recently did that for herself. And like you, she went from the colder climate of the Midwest to a warmer area, in her case, Florida, uh, to get a jump on her newish career. And actually, in her case, it's really the world that she's used to, uh, public relations. Our guest, Sabrina Santucci, has a decade of experience working in the media industry. She has served as reporter, anchor, and producer at NBC, ABC, and Fox TV stations. And while she was there, she was responsible for shooting, writing, and editing all of her reports. So needless to say, her past work needed her to tell compelling stories. And her new line of work, she does that for various companies and personalities. And today we get to find out a little bit about 
what real PR work is all about. Sabrina, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, JC? Great, great. And uh, having an awesome week as we just talked about, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, make it a little bit better with today's conversation. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yes, definitely. Um, so Sabrina, I'm going to jump right in because a lot of my best friends are journalists. And with all of them, I've noticed this common thread that there is a compelling reason in their past as to why they got into the field. And as many of us know, it's not an easy one. It's constantly evolving, especially with the internet changing how media is delivered. Um, and so, you know, that's why so many people work so hard um, in such an industry. They just, they have that history that keeps them at it. And so I'm curious to know, like you knew so early on that you wanted to be a journalist. What was inspiring you to, uh, to study journalism and to enter the field? I had uh, worked a little bit in radio and magazines and also TV, um, and I'm just obsessed with the written word. I thought, okay, how can I have a career that involves writing and presenting and talking with people and listening to their stories and journalism just fit that bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, Lately, of course, as we mentioned in the introduction, you have chosen to strike out on your own um, very recently. And what what made that um, evolution happen for you? What what was the final kind of you know kick in the bum? There's always something that changes the world for us to make us feel like we need to do it on our own. You know, life life takes a lot of different turns, as I'm sure. Um, you're, you're aware of. Um, I think it was, you know, the media industry now versus when I started 10 years ago is a completely different industry. It is changing literally every single day. Um, and so, you know, there was, there's just been a huge shift in, in the way that newsrooms operate. And I thought mm-hmm. now is kind of a good time to, to leave and and do something and do something different and and kind of improve my skills in in another area and also a lot of the public relations and media relations um, companies that I was coming across I thought you know I feel like this can be done better with an understanding mm-hmm. from the the journalism side from the perspective of someone who's been in the media which a lot of people that work in PR or media they, or media relations, excuse me, they don't have a journalism background. So I Mm -hmm. thought I can bring this expertise to the field. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I actually noticed in in this world, because I've, I've been watching a a particular morning show every, every week, at least here in Indianapolis, is that 10 years ago, and just to kind of maybe illustrate this a little bit more, 10 years ago, they had all these side stories. They were like, like known as the, the fun morning station where you had these really cool personalities and, and, and they actually joking, you know, were joking with each other on a pretty regular basis. And I'm not saying that they don't now, but it seems like as one company bought the, the, the local affiliate and then another company bought that company. And then I think another one recently bought that one. 
it seems to be that maybe there hasn't been as much freedom, so to speak, maybe in in the uh, the local affiliate world. Is there is, is there any truth to that, or or am, am I is that just that one particular case? I think that especially when different ownerships come in and buy and buy TV stations, things change. And every mm-hmm. single newsroom does things differently. There are no two newsrooms that are the same. Um, there are no two producers that do things the same. There are no two media companies that do things the same. So as ownership changes, the way the newsroom operates changes. Um, and that's mm-hmm. just what the industry, you know, it's an industry of change, essentially. Okay. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know if that was like, I know, an ongoing trend or if that was something that was relatively new because just because of how things have, have really like uh, seemed to get super serious all of a sudden, you know, in the, in the world today. So yeah, it's just like, okay, because, you know, just as an example, each segment was led with a song uh, and then they would have an outgoing song, right. From commercial to commercial. And, you know, unfortunately today it's like that crisp, uh, news music that you're used to hearing and it's just like it just kind of took a little bit of the, out of the personality so i i don't know if that was a, a trend for uh that's been around based on what you just said as as each newsroom having its own personality or if that was something that was you know more restrictions or being put on there into the into the world or not so jc misses his local jingle yes <laughs> i do yes, so we're learning <laughs> yeah yeah well, TV and, you know, radio, they're driven by ratings. So they're always trying, you know, newsrooms are always trying to change. They're always trying to, to gain viewers, whether that's online, on the air. So if something isn't working, you know, they're always constantly looking at data and ratings. And so if something isn't working or, or if something works better, they'll, they'll switch it. Um, so it's, it's a very, like, ratings-driven industry. And hmm. users now with online, you know, impressions, users, that sort of thing. Reminds me of, um, I think it was Anchorman, where they start going into the 24-hour news cycle for the first time and um, how confused the anchors were about, like, what are we supposed to talk about? But it was so ratings-driven and so um, uh, making sure that they get in front of the audience and keep the attention of the audience Um and so even though it was a comedy and slapstick at that, there was that really good point of like this transition that today has had such a massive effect. So, uh, so something, you know, quite a, quite well is that stories are, are how you get people to remember other people or companies. And personally, I'm actually kind of fascinated how the news world works at, at that level. What has been a bit of your process of building quote unquote hype for some of the stories that you've done in the, in the news world. Everybody has a story. And I think emotion, emotion drives, emotion will drive a story. Um, that's one thing to definitely look for when you're, if you're, you know, trying to publicize something or if you're trying to make a story stand out is where's the emotion? Where is the person in this? it's about people, right? You know, we don't, we don't always want to see all these officials on TV. Um, We want our facts and we want to know what's going on, but we also want it to be people centered. And um, I think that that's, that's 
something that I always, I always look for, whether I'm, I'm writing a story now for a client or whether I'm writing stories, you know, when I was in a newsroom, it's like, where's the emotion here? Where's the, where's the hook? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people are afraid of emotion because we're taught that in business or to be taken seriously, to write a report, you're not supposed to have emotion. It's, it's discounted in so many ways, especially for women. Um, and so to bring it back to that and remind people that, no, like that's how we connect to our world. That's how we um, understand and engage is really important. Exactly. And I think it's also important, whether you're in business or whether you're a journalist, to put a face on something. You know, in the journalism world, you're constantly trying to put a face on the issue. Okay, well, find me the person. You know, who mm-hmm. does this affect? What is that person experiencing? How are they, how is this impacting their day-to-day life? You know, you can use that in business as well. Show me a person. Well, how is it impacting this person? How is it making a difference in their lives or their business? I I sort of use that. I've carried that over with me. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. So as, as again, I mean, as you're moving into working with larger companies and doing what you do today, um, I'm sure you probably, probably one of the things that you help companies do is go from, you know, these are, these are the things that we can, we can do for you and moving more to, you know, maybe highlighting their benefits and, or, you know, really just saying, Hey, this is, we're more of a a personal company. Yes. It, you know, it's customers, clients, they're like, this is what I need right now, um, which has changed a lot in the last couple of months. Um, And then, you know, I sort of put in my own sort of strategy or two cents and then um, go from there. But yeah, I would say like very people focused. I like to stay people focused. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Me too. Um, So, you know, as JC mentioned, I um, am am the creator of Stories of COVID. And as an anthropologist, like it's all about people for me to understand our century's paradigm shifts. We have to understand the stories behind them. Um, one of that's, you know, my pivot for COVID-19 is that I've created another research, uh, focus and, and book. In addition to my daily work with, with entrepreneurial clients, a lot of my clients though have had to also pivot and, um, some of them are creating new products. Some of them are, uh, reducing hours or moving online. There's a lot of you know, new avenues being opened, sometimes in panic and sometimes thoughtfully. Um, but what I want to ask you is that, um, you know, with that sense of overwhelm, especially right now where kind of, life is kind of like quicksand, we just, we, like everything's shifting and we never know what's going to be next. Um, a lot of times business owners will forget uh, to tell anybody <laughs> that they've made a shift. And so um, for those who are pivoting and creating new offers, what do you recommend um, in order to create a cohesion for their audience in their messaging around this new shift? You know, I am a big proponent of content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's on your website, which, you know, my company does now, sometimes you need like blog content for your website. 
I'm a big, I'm a big believer in content um, and, and quality content, um, but also really organic, authentic content. You know, if you have social media pages, which most businesses do, and you have something new going on, everybody has a camera in their pocket now. Everybody can take a quick video, introduce it to their audience. Um, and, and throw it online. And it doesn't even have to be that, that complicated. I think it's a very underutilized tool. And um, right now, things are just like you said, things are shifting insanely. Um, it's just, it's just one resource that you have that you actually have with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so should they be making a massive announcement or should they be doing more of a trickle approach where we're still continuing to put out our content as normal, but like the content is reflecting the changes or a blend of both? I think that the content needs to reflect the changes. Um, uh, especially in the hospitality industry that if, if you, you know, working with like restaurants or hotels, you know, if you're making a change, get that out there get that out there as soon as you have it polished and, you know, have your plan ready to go um, and constantly be in contact with your audience so that they, they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still the leader to them. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting. And, and here's another bit of, bit of a case and, and this is a little bit more hits home for me, but, you know, um, Sabrina's familiar with how my business with America Multisport has had to go through the big pivot that we've been doing from mm-hmm. going from host, you know, hosting events to where we were supposed to do 50 of them this, this year to, <laughs> you know, zero to now going into corporate wellness consulting. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have this huge email list. We have this huge uh, social media imprint. Right. And so what, what do you tell them? I mean, that's the, that's the question. I think a lot of business owners who have made, had to make that pivot have had. It's like, okay, so you have this 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 niche of people who are, you know, as you know, interested in this, right? And then you're over here now. Um, what do you tell them? You know, and should you worry about unsubscribes? And sure, you should you worry about, you know just irritating people with your new direction and all these different things. And, and I think there's, I think it's better that you get ahead of it as we've been talking about, as opposed to being like, Oh, I don't know if I should put that out there because fill in the blank. Right. I think that if it's, you know, I've only done this, honestly, with hospitality recently. Um, And so if it's like affecting customers, you know, like how they order or how they enjoy a dining experience, I think you need to, you need to get it out there. I think in your case, um, if you have like a set way that you think you're going to be doing things moving forward, I would, I would announce that if you want, I guess, like a more professional, polished way of, of, like getting the information out, then do a press release and and do placements and and things like that. But if if it's just mm-hmm. a small shift, I would use social media. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Go with good. Go with the, the 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 way that you already know how to connect with your audience. 
if at all possible. Um, to kind of change the, the, the subject and, and, and move on here a little bit, I have several friends who are in the thought leader space here in town. Um, and just two that come off the top of my head, both are coaches, both are people that are really engaged in the work that they do and how they help people. You know, they, they are, I've seen both of them on a local morning show two, three times, both of them. I, I haven't outright asked them how they landed on the show. So I guess I'll ask you if someone wants to be featured on, on a morning show, what's the best process of actually going about doing that? Well, if you're trying to do it yourself or if you hire out, you know, a media relations person or company or a PR person or publicist, I think it's the relationships with the people in the newsroom that are key. Mm -hmm. So as a, a media relations person, you know, it's okay, who do I know that's in charge of that morning show? Who are the producers on that show? Who's booking people for the show? Who's putting together the segments? Who's responsible for making those decisions, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, I, you know, like if I'm going to pitch a, a an expert to a station, obviously I would craft a release, I'd craft a release or, you know, put a story up on somebody's blog or website and then pitch that to the, the different people in those newsrooms or responsible for those shows. Yeah, I've always been told that like a lot of people like to think of their local media as like media dispensers. <laughs> <laughs> like Pez dispensers, and that's not the way to go. Um, these are real human beings. And if you, t you know, be way before you ever have a media need, take them out to coffee, schmooze them, uh, make them feel like a human, because guess what? They are. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's where your relationship building is key um, and kind of touching base with people before you ever would need to, you know, get an expert on the show or, or pitch them anything. So likewise, if you're trying to get to the, uh, the national level, um, does that process change at all? Or, I mean, is, I mean, it, it's a little bit harder to, you know, talk to the, the national Fox news or, or CNN or any of those anchors. I mean, what, what does the process change any, or, or is that where you have to make sure that you have an agent? No, you don't necessarily need an agent. Um, the process does change. Um, it's, it's obviously on a, a grander scale and um, that's where you might want to send something out on like a newswire or um, really make sure that your pitch is like crafted and tailored um, before going after like a national outlet. And uh, I'm sure that you have a little bit of uh, know-how and, and how to make those connections. If someone was to actually work, start working with you, what kind of process would you initially go through and, uh, you know, bring in someone in as, as a consultant? What's your discovery process look like, for example? Basically, I'm like, okay, what do you need? What are you looking for? What is your end goal? Um, I think any, any business, you know, that's how you might come after it, but every single company wants something different and every single person, you know, not everybody's looking for 
a network placement. Some people want local placement. Some people are valuing radio over TV or an online um, placement or a blog placement. Um, it, it, it's really what somebody wants and feels that they need at the time. Mm. So it's definitely not an umbrella strategy. <laughs> no, 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 no way. And, and I, in working in media for 10 years, you know, that's where a lot of your connections come to get placements as well. Um, but yeah, no, there is no umbrella, especially in the last like four or five months, there is no umbrella strategy. <laughs> cool. Very fair. So besides PR stuff, you actually help people with getting in front of a camera and just being their natural self when it comes to being on media, really, right? Right. What are some of the tips that you have for someone to be more authentic, more personal, I guess you could say, in front of a camera or even if they get on a podcast like this? I always say be authentic, be yourself. The minute you're not, people can tell. Yeah. The the audio the you know the microphone picks it up the, the the camera picks it up. When I was interviewing people every single day, a lot of people would get so freaked out when they saw the camera, right, and the light, and um, you know you're shoving mm-hmm. a microphone in somebody's face. And I said, I would stand. Obviously, reporters stand on the other side of the camera, to the left or to the right, um, and I'd say forget all this is here. We're just having a conversation like we're in a grocery store. And that that changes, that helps a lot of people just thinking of it like we're just having a conversation. Just pretend you ran into me at the grocery store and we're just talking. You know, I know it's hard to ignore all this going on over here, you know, this bright light and this huge camera. Um, but just, we're just at the grocery store. We're just having a conversation. That's how you get the best out of people, I think. And that's how I think, you know, if you're doing a corporate video, just be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my first time beneath the lights like that. And I was fairly young. Um, luckily I I was talking about something I really cared about and really believed in. So that superseded a lot of that. But you know, the second that somebody tells you don't look into the camera, you're looking into the camera. <laughs> like you're just gonna right. um, but so I love that analogy of like we're just standing by the frozen food section talking. Like this is no big deal. Just ignore everything, focus on me, focus on the answers that um you want to give. Um and that helps them to leave the cerebral and go back to, as you said, the emotion and the story. And don't script anything. I mean, that is, that throws, that makes people even more nervous. Don't script everything. If if you want an outline, that's, that's fine, but just make it candid and that, that will resonate. Mm -hmm. So as we're working towards this new sense of normal, um, you know, whatever that's going to mean, what have you done for your pandemic pivot? I have literally said to customers and clients, what do you need? I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> there is no, there is no, 
you know, I had just started too. And it's like everything sort of disappeared overnight. So I do not rule anything out at this point. Um, every, like I said, every business has a different need or a different end goal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, let's come up with a plan to try to achieve this. Yeah. It's all hands on deck right now, basically. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. I mean, that's exactly how uh, American Wellness Consulting got started. I mean, we, we, some people wanted us to make some connections for them locally for the, at the clinic level. And then we started doing that. And then someone's like, Hey, do you have access to PPE? And then we're like, no, but we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's like, do you guys do this, 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 and this? And it's like, no, but who do we know that would have some connections there? And funny enough, you know, now we have, our core practices, our core things that we offer. And then um, we've been able to expand outside of that, meet some really interesting people that are actually now partners. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, I think a lot of companies need to, to look at is making their companies or their teams ready to be able to pivot quickly, like what you were saying. And that I think the best way to to do that is to be more focused on what your your industry what your customers what your clients actually want so for sure cool cool so as we're uh, wrapping things up here um we always go into the rapid fire questions segment and uh, to get started i'll ask who are three influencers or teachers that have helped you launch with you to where you're at today i would say my colleagues at nbc chicago um a lot of the it really tenured journalists, they impacted, um, they impacted my career and, um, my writing and my ability to, to draw stories from people. Um, they influenced so much and they served as friends too, not just mentors. Um, that is so important. If you have the opportunity to mentor someone younger than you in a work environment, do it. Um, because you'll impact their life more than you ever know. Um, I'd also say as far as being an entrepreneur, um, my father is an entrepreneur and um, I learned a lot from him. You know, he he really did not have the opportunity to obtain any education and um, he's really inspired my journey, especially since November when I left TV. Um, hmm. And I, I don't know. I'd say those are the two, two big ones right now. That's awesome. All right. So what Sabrina, my anthropologist hat is going on here. Uh, what is your favorite social custom? Oh my God. I love talking. <laughs> I, I, cannot, I cannot deal with the text messaging. Just pick up the phone and call me and, and just, just call each other. It's so, it's just, it's such a better way of connection and it's so much more personal and it's something that we forget to do because we're like, oh, we'll just shoot them an email or we'll just text them. And it's like, just, I, I don't want to send 50 emails. Just call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, I've actually been thinking about that. Um, as Indiana just recently passed, uh, you can't touch your phone while driving law. Right. And I'm wow. thinking people are going to like, literally like they're going to set it in front of them and probably end up calling people more again, just because it's easier to do hands-free as you're speaking, as opposed to trying to say, Hey Google, you know, write this or 
hey Siri or whatever it is that they they use to to communicate mm-hmm. text voice to text. So cool. Yeah, I'm I'm there with you on that one. What's one thing that you would want to do in your lifetime that no one knows about? I would like to write a book. I've never said that out loud. Yeah, like write a book. Get it. <laughs> Later, but I've never actually admitted that. But I feel like eventually, maybe once I, you know, live a little bit more life here. Yes. This is my author hat is clearly now on. Look, do it, do it. Um, Okay. How can someone be a difference maker in their community? Oh, you do not have to operate on a grand scale. You can do something so small and make a difference. I have done so many stories about influential people who literally made such a difference just on their block or at their local Y. And it wasn't even anything spectacular, but it made a huge difference. You know, we think, oh my gosh, I have to do this and this and this. It's not that complicated. Just help out in some way, even if it's small. Well, uh, Thanks for that awesome answer, Sabrina. And thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, people can find you at sabrinasantucci.com. Uh, where else can they connect with you on the socials? Um, I am on Instagram and I am on Facebook. And also my company website is santucimedia.com if they're interested. Okay. Well, awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot for being here. Really awesome episode. Thanks again, Sabrina. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. It was great talking to you. So there you have it. You know, I want to go ahead and say that getting into media and being featured on TV, for most people who are outside of that particular circle, uh, it seems like something that's super impossible. And But when you have someone like Sabrina on your side that knows the the lay of the land, getting featured on TV and other media becomes much easier. So if you want to get some publicity, I highly recommend uh, connecting with her and uh, learning about how she can help you out. That said, what did you get from the conversation yourself? Tag us on social media with any pointers you got out of the discussion. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Also, if you'd like to check Sabrina out in some of her uh, segments from TV, I have a few videos of her out on the field. Two videos are actual stories. And then we have some newsreels of her uh, doing intros for various stories that she's done over time. Again, you can check those out and the other show notes at newinceptions.com slash 181. So speaking of 181, that's all we have for you today. Remember, if you want to be fulfilled by your work, it helps to know your three Ps. Find your passion, purpose, and process in uncover your personal mission and so with that said thanks for spending some time with sabrina veronica and myself until next session dig in have fun and take care of whatever you're creating and we'll see you back here next time thanks for listening to the angles of latitude podcast connect with us at home at work or on the go at facebook.com slash new inceptions on twitter at new inceptions instagram at new dot inceptions and on the web at newinceptions.com <laughs>